Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Asset Allocation Weekly Report for September 17, 2021. The Federal Reserve is closely watching the jobs market for clues on how quickly the economy is recovering as it considers its timetable for withdrawing stimulus and eventually raising interest rates if necessary. Jobs creation is one key statistic. But perhaps an even more telling data point is the size of the workforce and how quickly workers on the sidelines re-enter the jobs market. I'm Phil Adler. Joining me today is Confluence Investment Management staff economist Thomas Wash. Thomas, we still see plenty of help wanted signs out there. Just how quickly have sideline workers re-entered the workforce? Most people that have left the workforce have returned. However, young adults and retirees have lagged behind the general population. You suspect that these groups have alternatives to work. So, for example, younger workers can go back to school while older workers can just retire and and rely on Social Security. And I also think that this perception that firms aren't paying enough persuaded some groups to start their own firms. For example, a friend of mine that I went to college with, he now trades and teaches people about crypto. Well, I've heard one theory, Thomas, that some workers, and I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with this theory, some workers who have remained on the sidelines did so because of the enhanced federal unemployment benefits that they were receiving, up to $300 per week. Those benefits have now expired nationwide, but they were already terminated back in June and July in many states. Now, did more workers re-enter the workforce as a result in those states? Well, according to the latest reports for July, individual states did not see a significant spike in the labor force after they eliminated these enhanced benefits. You mentioned the pay issue. Many companies have boosted wages to attract workers. Has that been effective? And can we expect more of it? Yeah, some firms have raised wages, and to a degree it has worked. However, I think raising wages may not be an option for all firms, especially those operating on low margins. As a result, I wouldn't be surprised to see the government starts relaxing some immigration restrictions as they try to address this labor shortage. You mentioned older workers in particular have been very slow to re-enter the workforce. Do you think there has been a permanent shift? Well, I think it is too early to say whether or not these workers have left for good. My guess is that when COVID cases start to fall, many of these workers will go back to work. However, time is of the essence. The longer these workers remain out of the workforce, the more likely they're going to stay out for good. How much does the health of the economy depend on these older workers? Will there be permanent challenges filling jobs if older workers decide to stay away? Well, What we are learning now is that these older workers were more important than we realized. Many of them were doing jobs that younger workers just aren't trained to do. For example, a lot of older workers did electrician work, were plumbers, and were truck drivers. In order to get these jobs filled in the future, if these workers don't come back, we'll have to start persuading more kids to forego college in favor of trade schools. Do you think coronavirus vaccine mandates will create more problems for companies trying to attract workers? Or or could it be that the other way around, that workers who are worried about safety might be more likely to take jobs because of the mandates? My honest opinion is that the mandate will not have a significant impact on attracting workers. 
The mandate orders firms to either have their workers vaccinated or submit them to weekly testing. So it really isn't a hard mandate to have everyone vaccinated. Additionally, only about 2% of firms in total have employees of more of 100 or more. And many of these firms have already had these mandates in place prior to the government order. Thomas, we suggested at the beginning of our discussion that the Fed might be more concerned about the size of the workforce and job vacancies than it is about the number of new jobs. Do you think that's the case? Yes, I, I do think that's the case. Although the number of jobs created is an important measure, a strong payroll number doesn't really provide us with any guidance as to whether the labor market is actually tight. A better gauge of this would be the size of the labor force. If workers are entering the labor force at a slower pace than their jobs being created, it may mean that the labor market is overly tight. Thus, the Fed will likely be more prone to react to a possible wage price spiral by raising rates. So how is the Fed likely to respond if, if workers continue to stay on the sidelines and job vacancies remain high? I mean, for now, um, if workers stay out the workforce, we suspect that the Fed will probably accelerate its pace of its drawdown of monetary stimulus to give it enough time to react to any inflationary pressures that may be caused by this labor shortage. But what should investors do? Should investors be prepared to move money into shorter-term bonds, anticipating the Fed will increase the pace of its stimulus withdrawal? Yes, I think purchasing shorter-duration bonds would be a wise decision if ending enhanced benefits does not lead to a drastic increase in the size of the labor force. So going forward, what are some of the key numbers that we should look for as, as these economic reports roll out? What I'm focusing on is the labor force participation rate and hourly wages, as these numbers will likely be a great guide at determining what the Fed may do in the future. Thank you, Thomas. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We wish to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice. This information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler.